You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. It's time! It's time for High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Intelligent Wrestling Fan. And now here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Pops! Oh my god, the wrestling country and the wrestling world is a buzz. Holy shit, I don't remember a week. An eight or nine day news cycle period. When so much shit has happened at once, Impaler. I mean, holy cow, what we haven't discovered. Let's just go just top all the things that we that, that's going on. We got the Malachi Black Cody Rhodes thing. We got Cody Rhodes might be retiring. Uh, Vince McMahon calls out AEW. Cody responds to it after his possible retirement. All the WWE people going to WWE or to AEW, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan Danielson rather, dominated the news the first couple days of this news cycle. Then Bray Wyatt is released. Braun Strowman tweets, see you soon, brother, on social media to him. Adam Cole's contract is apparently expiring. He was apparently offered a lot of money to stay. He's not taking it yet. And Ric Flair was released. Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, apparently is AEW bound. Ronda Rousey still is a completely out-of-touch narcissist who sucks at professional wrestling in every way with her stupid tweets. I mean, did I miss anything of importance? Seems like you got all bases there, man. I'm pretty impressed. I'm like out of breath. This all happened within like the last time we did a show. It's crazy. And I have been uh, throwing a lot of videos up there. Let's just start with the most recent and possibly the most talked about thing today. Malachi Black's debut against Cody Rhodes in the main event at AEW Dynamite. What did you think? Impaler. I usually do a nice little, little, hey, how you doing? What's going on? But we just jumped right into it. What did you think about the main event? Oh, we jumped into it because this week demands it in terms of wrestling and leading off of Malachi Black. I couldn't be happier. Uh, as you know, I was a fan of his from NXT and beyond. And here we are. And you're seeing him just totally blossom immediately creatively and show you what he has within 30 days of being released or whatever it was. And it was just a great entrance. Um, Cody served a purpose there last night. And um, everything worked out beautifully, in my opinion, man. The entrance was great. Um, his presence alone. I mean, years ago, I saw him wrestle in Asbury Park with NXT, and it was like before he really made it big. You know, he was not in the world championship picture at that point. But him appearing at that live event, just seeing him, and he didn't really have any storylines attached to him or anything. I mean, there's there's something to this guy completely. And seeing him live, the whole walk, the whole just character that's going on there, dude, he's going to be incredible at AEW. I mean, and we're going to get into it. If anyone didn't see it, it was, I wouldn't call it a squash match. People are calling it a squash match. It was a little more than that. 
because you saw Cody put up a fight early. It was competitive early, but Cody had a thing happen with his leg, told the good story. So you can kind of turn it into a squash match, which it did kind of become to. Then he falls through the table. So him losing that quickly, I love about Cody's matches. They add this reality to him sometimes where like squash matches happen or like it, it seems like he always plays into something's weird. If he takes a clean loss, usually, you yeah. know what I mean? He's always selling an injury or what have you. So I think there, that's certainly nothing short of that here. I thought it was a, it was the perfectly told story, what they wanted to do. And to your point with Malachi black and, and let's just, first of all, first and foremost, if any WWE Homer, has the absolute gall to suggest that WWE doesn't waste their talent or Malachi or AEW doesn't help these guys get better. The list has is now expanding. And Malachi Black in just, what, three appearances, three live appearances, one match, has already set the wrestling world on fire ablaze than he ever has in his career. And if anyone watching WWE saw that, what they saw last night, and looked at Vince and said, what the fuck? And Absolutely. Everything was perfect about it. I love the ending when Cody was, and we'll get into retirement after, but after Cody, after basically Cody hurts his leg, he goes through a table under the outside, a very nasty fall, gets back in the ring, and I don't, I forget what it's, I don't think it's called Black Mask anymore. Uh, his kick, his finisher. Yeah. The formerly Black Mask. And then he, yeah, it was actually Warrior, called. It was Ultimate Warrior over Randy Savage, WrestleMania 7 style. Foot on the chest. One, yep. two, three. Dominant win. Gets a little bit of applause, but he did a great job of turning people who were probably a little bit for him and against Cody, against him and for Cody. That's what you want from a heel. He's such a good heel. People wanted to cheer him, want to cheer yeah. for Cody anyway. And that's where I got him with Malachi Black. He comes back out. Cody cuts his little promo. And then before it looks like Cody retires, boom, with the crutch and takes his trophy, the boot. He takes the trophy. With a smirk, a dark smirk, the presentation, everything about Malachi Black. Whoa! Holy shit! Tommy and whatever his Dusseldorfian name is, God bless him. He is a creative motherfucker. I thought he was something special, but I was like, I'm not excited about it until I can get a chance. And I'll tell you what. Whoa! Talk about talk about walking up your first swing, major league debut, and hitting yep. a fucking grand slam. Holy shit! Yeah, like when you watch him, man. Whatever he's portraying out there, it's believable. He's got like a darkness to him, and it's it's kind of cool. So um, yeah, and you know what? He goes and 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 let's say this too. Like he hits um, Cody, who who whatever you want to say negative about Cody, I'll give him this positive for sure. He puts everybody over. Oh, he's all about. He's like, so, yeah. And you know what? That's like, that's like probably my most, uh, that's probably his best attribute to me. Like what he actually does in that, in those terms, Darby and 
um, Brody Lee, and then, you know, here now you look at Malachi Black just off the top of my head. But, like, he, you know, here Malachi Black hits him with the, the black mass and um, knocks him out, boot on the chest, he, as you described. And it was a thing of beauty. And it just, like, he so put him over with that. And then off of that kick to the face, he's considering retirement. Like he's all like, he's all like almost punch drunk. And there's Shivani trying to interview him. So it was sort of like, sort of, I was sort of laughing at that. Oh, oh, Cody, Cody, Cody. <laughs> Come on, pal. There were, Love you, man. There were a few words. Couple, yeah. There were a couple memes all over the internet with Cody Rhodes. And someone was at like the worst time possible of despair. And you just see a, a meme. You see a superimposed Tony Shivani trying to get a, get, a, get an interview. <laughs> It's like Tom Brady after he lost the Super Bowl or, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, what's Shivani doing? He's not really helping. He's like giving him positive support. But like, then he's like, hey, we got an interview to do, pal. <laughs> so, but, uh, okay. Thank you. And then he did like this, this. He said loved you, but he said thank you. It was so dismissive, too. Thank you. Thank you. I used to have a boss who used to say that. It was the most dismissive thing he ever was like, all right now. And he was he was southern. He was like, all right now, I need you to go get that paper for me. Thank you. Anyways, and he starts talking to another person. He was like, what the fuck? Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Um so let's, so yeah, Malachi Black's great. Now let's get into Cody and the, the possible retirement. Was it going, obviously it wasn't going to be the retirement. We know that. It's, like a, Mark he, Henry, it's like a Mark Henry thing. <laughs> he beat up John Cena. Poor John Cena. Was doing anything, that was when I was like, that's pretty funny just because it's John Cena. He's like the nicest yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, hey, good luck, Mark. Fuck you, John Cena. Motherfucker. <laughs> cracker ass cracker. Oh my gosh. So, anywho, man. So, Cody comes out. What did you think of his promo? I thought it was the most honest promo he's cut in over a year. He touched on he touched on every like Google search on Cody Rose that was been has been put out there in the last like three and a half months. Like his him like wanting like like him having issues with the other EVPs, uh him being My daughter's beautiful. <laughs> just everything. Every, I was like, man, it's like he listens to every podcast I do and he just cut a promo off of it. <laughs> ridiculous yeah well we've been, not been super kind to cody and but we're being nice guy now i know yeah i'm, not, I, I'm playing honest nice. when he's honest he's awesome but he was being very disingenuous with his promos with the storylines everything was, was phony you felt it and yeah. i have a feeling it see this is my theory unless you want to go first but i have a theory go for it i have a theory that look they, they all signed three-year deals originally his deal's up. He might want to go back to the land of sports entertainment. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But All right. I am thinking he might be out after his contract is up. He might be thinking about doing other things. And 
trying to make other things work. Maybe he's in the, pr- the production end of television. Maybe he's he doesn't seem like he wants to be just a professional wrestler. And then that leads to another question. Is Cody Rhodes going to retire to finish this program with Malachi Black? Because it's clearly just the beginning of a chapter. Um, or beginning of a book, rather. Um, does he retire? Does he walk away after this program with Malachi Black? I think he just takes a short break. It's the way I'm feeling. But, like, it would be wise of him if his contract's, like, um, running up, like, shortly, like, as you're indicating here. Uh, He could almost create, like, a bullshit, like, free agency sort of, like, you know, hey, you know, and there's already the built-in, like, sort of uh, rift between him and the other EVPs. And maybe, you know, here – one of their big stars from AEW might flirt with the idea and Vince might even play into it a little bit. You never know just to stir the pot. I mean, who knows? And I mean, they need a face. He could walk in there as dusty Rhodes's kid and you know, here's Cody Rhodes and he's here to save the WWE. I mean, it's not a crazy sort of idea. Um, but you know what, man, I just think it's a, it's part of the storyline where he's going to go away for a little bit. And then come back, and I, I'm wondering if there's some horseman implications when he finally returns. I don't know, man. The deal is, though, after, if no one saw it, after Impact went on air, he didn't say anything else on the mic, He but he did take his other boot off, kissed the mat, walked out. So this was the same time when Brody Lee, you know, squashed him last year. Very similar, right on the same time to go film that other – Oh, okay. So uh, he's probably filming. They both the go big show, show, big show, show. I mean, we all watch it. It's like number one in our hearts for sure. Well, anyway, so the point is, point being, yeah, I know it's just, it's, it's can't miss TV. Uh, so I, Cody might, now that he has a daughter, maybe he's like, maybe I don't want to wrestle that much anymore and beat up my body. It's possible. He sees a lot of these old guys that can't walk, they can't move, they can't really do things. Right. Then you see guys like Edge, and you see guys like Goldberg, even. These guys. Oh, God. Big, well, no, but what I'm saying is Goldberg is not limited to anything. He doesn't seem like he's limited physically. He wrestles the same stupid way he always did. He's got those three moves down pat, all right, bud? Depends if it's the Undertaker in over fifty degree weather, it's not going to be. Yeah, he was dehydrated. Fuck Bill Goldberg. So, and I've been very clear about that. There is no love for Bill Goldberg in my my heart. Not that he gives a shit. I, who do you think would uh, win in a fight, Goldberg's kid or Hook? That is a great match right there. Um, I got to go with Hook. I like Hook a lot more already. <laughs> Just on that. Get, I will say this, though. Goldberg's kid got fucking jacked in like four years, though. <laughs> yeah. He's like 12, and he's like 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to see that kid in the dark alley. Look, what you're going to do is you're going to walk in, and then you're going to hit your head on a wall at this, see? Yeah, snarl. Stick your tongue out a little bit, and the crowd's going to go crazy. They chant your name. It's really cool. Because you're Goldberg. You're fine. If oh, Goldberg's, really? 
Goldberg is uh, as a character is almost as if like the uh, the worst part of any wrestling corporation got together and had some ideas and they're like, hey, let's combine Stone Cold Steve Austin with the Ultimate Warrior. That's giving Goldberg too much credit, homie. The Listen. Ultimate Warrior has entertained me infinitely more. As and I hate the Ultimate Warrior in terms of I hate the word hate. Sorry. I don't, I don't hate the Ultimate Warrior. I don't like the Ultimate Warriors, uh, him as a human being, God rest his soul. I don't like what he stood for and all that, but shit, man. You, you, I was a 12-year-old boy watching Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and that was one of my favorite matches ever. Probably still is in terms of my, the memory I have to watching a wrestling match because it was a wrestling match that we didn't know we did was going to win. Usually you knew who Hogan right. was going to win. Even as a kid, you intuitively knew. Anyway, enough about the pieces of shit like Bill Goldberg and the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> oh, man, that's definitely not one of my, my characteristics and kindness, is it? No, it, it got salty all of a sudden. Fuck. Bill Goldberg does it to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He brings it out of you. Him and, and even a little bit. The old... That's the funny thing. I'm going to blame him. He's getting paid. He gets to show off. He gets to do whatever the fuck. He gets this to pretend like he's a good wrestler. This is fault. Doctor. I know it looked like they were booing me and telling me to fuck off, but I swear to God, I heard Goldberg chanting all over the place. <laughs> I think they were saying try it when I was out there. I think they wanted me to try the spear. They were, try it! Try it! I think you were saying that. I'm so over. It's just that simple. I'm not over! <laughs> oh, um, man. So, yeah. So, anyway, Cody Rhodes, here's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. It was a very honest promo. But if he is not going to take at least a significant amount of time off, it's going to get a lot of hate and rightfully so, because it looks like he's trying to pull at your heartstrings and, and retirement is a heartstring. That is, if you're not going to really do it, um, it's not one to play with, you know, well, it's going to be a long, at least six months. You got to give it six months. They have to take a, a, a considerable amount of time off and you have to write in the story that how they can come back. A la Rick, Macho Man Randy Savage. A la no. Ric Flair in WCW. Those things happened where they had put their careers in the line and lost. People have done that before. We've done that. But this isn't putting your career on the line. This is, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to go be a dad. And I'm going to go try to have a game. Whatever Cody's aspirations are, and God bless him for trying to do it. He might even want to be a politician. He played around with that. That might be something he's interested in doing. I think Cody, at this point in time, he said something about goals changing. His goals of being a great professional wrestler might not be on the top of his list anymore. And I think it's something people have to start understanding. Um, it, but if this is just him taking two or three months off and coming back, he's going to get a big fuck you from me, too. That's not cool. And it shows how disingenuous. It shows you how far he'll go very early in his run in AEW, how far he'll go to pull and get a cheap hair, hair string pull. But it's storyline though, man. It's already, it's also putting Malachi black way over like all well, things considered and taking that kick to the face is like, 
him knocking him out of, out of his career. That's the way I kind of look at it. And I just think if he's got TV to do, this is a, a good way for him to like, he didn't fully retire. He's out. He's considering it. And you and I have sort of kicked out or kicked around the idea. Maybe, Hey, maybe Kenny Omega still holds the belt in six months. Who knows? And then eventually it's Tony Khan going to Cody saying, Hey man, you need to come back because you can be Kenny Omega. I don't want to see Cody and Kenny. Cody's oh, I don't either. Um, but that's a possibility. Cody probably thinks so. I don't like that. I, I, I don't like the po- I don't like the chances of that. To be completely honest with you, I just don't want this to be a thing where Cody just did this. I mean, there's no reason to retire over that. You you could have made Al- Malachi Black look just as good without the retirement thing. But, but it was a, it was a it was a culmination of everything. He told you about the EVP rift and you know not you know like being there and with the company and blah blah blah. It was just like him like looking to transition away from that part of his life. Yeah. So I mean, if it's storyline, I'm cool with it, and especially if he comes back and there's something cool attached with it. And you know what? Like we brought it up a little bit earlier. You see, Ric Flair's coming to the to the building. They can actually have the four horsemen on TBS again. Think of how crazy that idea is. I don't know if I like that way. I don't know if I like the chances of that way. I think I just don't think it's got. It's going to be a two or three month thing like it was last time. And they came back, got the title back, and then you know, this is. I think it is a program where at the end he is going to step away from professional wrestling for at least some time. That's what I think, and that's what I. Hope because if it's only like a two or three month thing, I I don't like it. I mean, John Cena did it, The Undertaker did it. It's it, it's it won't kill his career, but John Cena and The Undertaker, Cody is not. At least not yet. But right, right. That but in but in a, in AEW, he's sort of at that level. Is he though? In his mind, for sure. Oh yeah, in his mind for sure, absolutely. And he's and he's an EVP, and he definitely has to say. So they'll work with it. Like I said, it was I think the most honest he's been in a while, if not a year, a little bit, you know what have you. So, anyways, so that was it all this week. I think that's all that happened. No, just kidding. And then the bombshell will take that and move it over to WWE and possibly later AEW. The bombshell. And it seems like it was a year ago because of all the stuff that's been going on with AEW. Bray Wyatt Sunday night, which was five days ago, four days ago, released from WWE from his contract because of bullshit cuts, budget cuts. I'm sorry. See what I did there? Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty good. And what was your freaking initial reaction and by the way, this was not something that was planned for a while. He was advertised on billboards. He was advertised on the internet for house shows. This guy was coming back. They had plans for him. He was physically cleared two days before they released him. I think what happened, and we will maybe we will never know the story because he might be trying to protect this next version of whatever character he's going to come up with, which you know is going to be, I mean, I I have no doubt now that he has 
really no filter. He can do whatever he wants. And there was probably a lot of ideas he thought were great that they wouldn't let him do. And he can, so there, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm excited about Wyndham Rotunda. Um, but let's just focus on WWE releasing them. What's your theory as to why the hell they would let arguably the most creative professional wrestler in the world today? Even though after watching Malachi Black last night, I'm not sure about that, but Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda, why would WWE let him go? Uh, you know what? I, I, it's really hard to say. I mean, the budget cuts, of course, they're going to be saving money by not paying him, but they could have made far greater cuts uh, left and right versus letting him go. I mean, at the bottom, at the end of the day, I would have to say if Vince really liked him, there's no way he would have been cut. So they they're probably weren't necessarily on even ground on things. And they decided to go separate ways, man. Want to know what I think? Sure. This is what happened. And my gut's telling me this. Common sense is telling me this. He goes away after the the after they destroyed the Wyatt family when the Wyatt family was amazing. They destroyed that whole thing. So he goes back to the drawing board, and he comes back with what could be a game changing character, a dual character, one that involves humor, does like a play on a children's show, this amazing dark character with all these surrounding characters, and then not only that, he creates another character like some kind of zombie literal eater of worlds, yeah, the fiend. He did this. He built it. He had momentum that was, we've all said, similar to The Undertaker's. He wasn't there yet, but he could have done it. And then it happened. He jobbed to Goldberg within three minutes. That was the beginning of the end. Get some retribution back with John Cena in that Firefly Funhouse match. But then it happens. He has that program with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. And they get basically, because it was such a shitty, grand storyline. Don't forget, Alexa Bliss was like the star of that storyline because it was so bad initially. Yep. So Vince was like, oh, Bond, pretty. Give her that. Give her it. She'll sell tickets. People like sex. They don't like fat guys with beards. So they drop Wyatt. They finished that program with Randy. It was terrible. They burn him alive. Burn him alive, and then we don't see him for weeks. Pops up once, then wrestles, and jobs after Randy Orton again because Alexa Bliss turns on him. Right. And then he does one more firefight, and they destroyed the Fiend. He had this brilliant character that was changing the WWE. He was the best thing in WWE. And they destroyed it. They burned it to the fucking ground. 
They destroyed this man's creation. They destroyed his passion. They destroyed everything. So he came back and he's like, all right, I got an idea. Let's see how it goes. They might not have wanted him to do that idea. Or maybe he wanted, they wanted the Fiend to do that and do something completely stupid and ridiculous that makes John Moxley stories look like a, a friggin' Scorsese movie. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not having you fuck up me, my, my reputation and me as a brand. Because everyone has a brand now. Every wrestler has a brand. He's like, I'm not doing it. Fuck you. Fuck off. I mean, I won't do it. I mean, whatever. I, I'm, and Vince was like, all right, fuck him too. And then Vince right now doesn't think AEW is a threat. He just yeah. doesn't. He didn't think WCW was a threat either. It's true. He treated WCW and Ted Turner the same goddamn way until Scott Hall showed up on Nitro. It started beating the living shit out of them week after week for 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, Conrad Thompson. That's when Vince McMahon was able to change and adapt and change the way he did business and did creation. But wrestlers had an ability to put life into their own character. Steve Austin was able to be Steve Austin. They only had to answer to Vince McMahon. Now Vince McMahon has to play within the rules of the stockholders. And I don't think they have anybody in that company right now, including Vince McMahon, a 76-year-old Vince McMahon, who's beholden to stockholders. They have nobody that can pull the WWE out of the disaster that they're in. They're a money-making machine. They're not going out of business anytime soon. But Bray Wyatt did not want to go down on the Titanic or at least get thrown off the Titanic before it goes down. And that's why he got fired. You've done a lot of thinking on this. No cigarette. Anyway, so that's what I, that's my opinion. What happened, with Bray Wyatt? And I did do a lot of thinking. This is what I do. This is what Silicon Steve Dowley does. Like I said before, I'm not five by nine guy. I spent some time in the business. I've been up and down the roads, all over the place, right, Mister Valley? Valley to Valley is what I like to say. Lehigh Valley to Silicon Valley. That's where we live. Yeah. I have performed at halls all the way from East Allentown out there, too. San Francisco, probably, sir. Well, whatever it was, I forget what I said. So, anyway, Silicon Steve Dally, that's who I am. I think about professional wrestling. This is who we are. This is why we're high spots and cheap pop. We come at you with passion. We come at you with actual common sense. And uh, we're one of the smarter marks out there, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs>